from Texas, y'all. Uh, welcome to the Sports Chop Shop. I am Adam, and I am broadcasting from Texas uh, on set for a film that I am acting in. As I aforementioned last week, uh, luckily I have uh, some time off, so I can bring you the Sports Chop Shop. With- Yay! Ben with me. What's up, Ben? Hey, how you doing, man? Set is going well, and uh, it's exhausting. Long days, early mornings, but um, it's a lot of fun, and uh, we are without, uh, once again, our, uh, our third member, Ike. He is a little boggled down with finals, so he will, he will not be joining us. And he's sick still. Poor guy. Yeah. Um, no, nothing worse than being sick and having finals. It's the worst. That is the worst. He, he sent me a text. And I will note this because, you know, he he wanted me to. Should be noted, I recorded Monday night and Tuesday morning. I had 102.6 temperature with bronchitis. Jordan-esque performance. Uh, I mean, Jordan had the flu while he played. He didn't wake up with it the next day. I mean, I'll give it to him. I will. But, you know, it's that's a important <laughs> distinction. But, uh and Jordan was way better than Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, don't, uh, I don't know why you would compare yourself to Jordan. <laughs> well, I mean, as far as his illness, it's probably Yeah, I, I mean, I, I understand where he's trying to go. Uh, just say you're sick. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, just, just say uh, same bail. Yeah. But uh, he's... He's uh he, we're not going to activate him today. He's a game time decision, and uh, we're not we're not going to yeah, play we, him. Yeah, we listed him as doubtful, so no surprises. Speaking of uh, people aren't going to play game time decisions, uh, the streak is in jeopardy. The Brett Favre consecutive start streak is in jeopardy tonight. Uh, here in, a, in just a little while on this Monday, the game, of course, being played on Monday uh, because of some of the coolest footage that i've seen in a long time the metrodome roof you haven't already heard the metrodome roof collapsing under the weight of all the snow accumulation up in minnesota if you haven't seen the video you got to check it out it's on espn hey real quickly before we get too deeply into actually what's going on in the field uh i'm gonna do uh a, a, a bit of the uh the hero and the benching here uh hero uh i'm gonna go straight to fox for filming the metrodome roof collapse I don't know how they did this or if there was anyone in the building. And if there was, was anyone in the building, I bet you they were scared out of their minds. Just just how close those speakers were to the seats. Oh, man, I bet you that was scary. Uh, and benching, whoever designed the Metrodome dome roof. I don't understand how you, you put up an inflatable roof in Minnesota. Shocker, it dumped 17 inches of snow. It's, and it's collapsed three times before. I, I don't understand. And it, it, whoever the engineer was that didn't, you know, decide to make something heated on the roof, even to 40 degrees or 50 degrees, some, not something that would, like, eat up the plastic or anything, just something that would keep it warm enough to make the snow water and flow easily off. I don't know why they didn't think about this. Maybe I should just design every NFL stadium. You should. I, I see a future in it. How old is the Metrodome? It's uh, the last like time. Yeah, it's, it's got to be pretty old at this point. Uh, the la- it happened three times in a row. I want to say 81, 82, and 83, or 80, 81, 82. One of those two. Or in the early 80s, it happened three three years in a row. Uh, so it's, it's been it's, it's at least 30 years old, and they've been lobbying to get a new stadium for a while. The the, uh, the owner has committed a certain amount of money. It's just a matter of, of getting the rest of the public funding, and uh, it's been kind of back and forth. But uh, hopefully they get that done because that Metrodome is awful. That metronome is terrible. I mean, it's an interesting design that apparently, what I, from what I understand, it's designed to be able to convex 
like that, even all the way down. I mean, I, I mean, I'd be interested to see the footage afterwards. I mean, has it risen back up? Has it, you know, kind of bubbled back up to its normal form? I haven't seen any follow-up after that. I mean, I'm sure I, they said they'd have the, the the stadium ready by Wednesday. So it's an inflatable roof, so they just fix the tear and blow it back up, and it's all back to normal. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's a lot in between there that, that has to go on. But at, at the same time, I, 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 I guess I, I kind of understand it because, you know – I mean, you, you and I obviously, everyone remembers Katrina and what it did to the Superdome and the, the amount of money it cost to refix that roof as opposed to right. fixing something that just deflated. Uh, it's one small patch and then you fix it and you blow it back up and it's fine. It was probably way cheaper to fix the Metrodome roof than it is than it was the Superdome roof. Uh, First, personally, Ben, I don't ever refix anything. I think it's too much work. I just fix it. The re is just, that's it's too involving. Uh, I mean, yeah, I like being redundant. And uh, so eat it. Uh, but uh, and 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 by the way you know thank goodness it didn't happen you know a mere few hours later when uh, well they were already going to delay the game because the Giants couldn't get into Minneapolis in time so it would would not have happened anyways now if it would have happened you know tonight when they were going to play the game that you know at that point that would have been scary I uh what what, what would that what would that call sound like imagine you're listening on the radio here's a (laughs) snap (laughs) <laughs> Here's the snap. Brett Favre rolling right and avalanche. <laughs> and he's under five feet of snow right now. <laughs> uh, I guess that goes down as a loss on the play. Uh, we're going to try and dig Brett Favre out. But then again, he may not even be playing, and, and that's kind of – Yeah, let's, let's, get back, let's get back to the play on the field. The top story of, of, uh, of at least this game and this Monday, uh, being at the games we moved to Monday, and Brett Favre, after suffering a uh, pretty brutal hit, no matter what age you are, um, they're, they're saying doubtful. They're saying highly unlikely that Brett Favre uh, won't play, and so the streak will come to an end at 297, just three short of uh, the next round. Uh, let's, uh, let's wait until the game is kicked off to, to, to completely rule Brett Favre out. I, 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 I agree. I, I, I see him playing. To be honest with you, I see him playing. He had an extra day to think about, an extra day to prepare himself mentally. Apparently, he can't get a shot without being in a hospital with someone looking at a live x-ray because he, the area where it's infect, it, infected, there's a lot of nerve endings and stuff like that, so it's very dangerous, and he can have a stroke if someone if someone punctures it and, and injects the, you know, I mean, whatever whatever it is. But It's not worth it. I, it's just, it's not worth it. You're, you're, to you... You're not- to, I mean, to you, but I mean, this this is all. I mean, this is all he came back was for was the 300 games and a chance to win. But obviously, that's gone away. I mean, if if in fact the streak ends tonight, it ends at 297, and it's just yet the latest chapter, and and everything that can go wrong pretty much has for Brett Favre. I mean, absolutely. Could he suffer any more indignities this season? I mean, and and I think the streak coming to an end is. You know, perhaps the biggest in my mind, and and kind of the almost almost fitting in in a very sadistic way, almost fitting for this kind of season. It's just been that season; just everything has gone wrong on the field, off the field, and then the streak might be over. It, uh, I mean, obviously he shouldn't have come back, and I think he knows that. And I, I mean, obviously, I I think the fan consensus is that he shouldn't have, but uh, it just. I fully believe, and then you throw in the roof collapsing. It's just who who hexed the Vikings? Who did it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, who? I mean, it might work out to their favor. I mean, who knows? But uh, on the injury note, uh, I think we're overlooking two injuries on the other side of the ball 
for the Giants who, who, who are coming back and Steve Smith and Hakeem Nicks who are, who were, who have been sidelined for a while, they had an extra day to rest now. So they may be ready to go and, and, and maybe they got some more practice time in yesterday. I don't know what they did yesterday. They probably just sat around and didn't do anything. I don't know. But, uh, those, those two guys will be, be key tonight. Yeah, and this is definitely a, obviously a bigger game for the Giants than it is for the Vikings. Vikings at five and seven, pretty much down and out of the playoff race weeks ago. Uh, the Giants are eight and four, and they're a half game behind the Eagles, who are victorious last night in Dallas, uh, pulling off some fourth quarter magic in large part thanks to Deshaun Jackson and his uh, his fall into the end zone. Uh, you, you you punk ass. Um, but uh, the Eagles pull it out. Deshaun Jackson is brilliant, uh, even if uh, he can't just walk across the the, uh, the goal line as if he's ever been there before. Um, and uh, oh, he's, Jack- having, he's having fun. Whatever. Come on, come on. Don't let me let me let, let me let me ask oh, you another thing that happened after this game. Uh, I believe it was Tashar Choice went up to uh, Michael Vick with a glove and asked for an autograph. You have a problem with that? Uh, I don't, and that is why Tashar Choice is my is my uh, hero of the week. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. No, he's not. Not my hero of the week. Uh, he's an honorable mention for the hero of the week because the story is that the glove was for his brother, his little brother. His nephew. His nephew. His little nephew. His two-year-old little nephew. Uh, seeing seeing the actual, you know, out-of-context clip, it just looks like he walks up to Vic and just says, Hi, Michael, can I have your autograph? It doesn't look good, but people need to people need to instantly chill out. I don't have a problem with it, obviously, since it's for his nephew. So I, I like I like it just because you know they're fan. You know, NFL players are fans of the game, and they recognize when something is great. And, well, played in Georgia Tech, which is where right Deshar was in college when Vic was uh, playing for the Falcons, and they knew each other from that time. Yeah, I, I mean, regardless of that, I, I I think it's it's a cool move by by him. You know, he wants an autograph, whatever. That's not a big deal. People do that all the time in the yeah. NFL. D'Angelo Hall, when he—I mean, back when I cared about him—he—he uh, <laughs> he, what he liked to do is, if he ever played a high-profile wide receiver after the game, he would ask for a signed jersey from that from that uh, receiver. So, I mean, it happens all the time. It's just not—it's not necessarily on TV in front of a national audience. So, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, he's going to get blasted for it in the in the blogosphere and, and stuff like that, and he shouldn't. He really shouldn't. Hey, listen, you can be competitive without being, you know, disrespectful. It's just, I, I, I yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with it, and I, I'm assuming you don't either. Uh, no, I don't. I, I like that he's a fan of the game. Was that a trap question? Were you trying to get me nope. to say I didn't like it and then no, no. F you on me as if I didn't know? No, no, mm-hmm. not at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not at all. But uh, the Giants need to win to keep pace with the Eagles, who are nine and four. Uh, I think they will. Especially with uh, the help of their, their their receiving core getting a boost and um, a, a not healthy Brett Favre, uh, I don't know. I still don't think he plays. If if you're risking a stroke on the field, I mean, no, he's not risking a stroke. He's risking a stroke if he gets the shot of morphine where his where the injury is. That's what I'm saying. I, I, if, if if he takes the wrong hit and he has to have, I just there comes a point where it's not worth it. It's just, it's just not worth it. And he, could, he could take painkiller. I mean, I, I, we've seen him play through much, much worse. That, that's, that's my. Not at forty-one opinion. years old. Well, we haven't seen. I mean, that's true. That's true. But uh, I, I, I vote he plays. Well, looking elsewhere in the league, uh, we is it safe to say we have a Super Bowl favorite in the New England Patriots and and the Atlanta Falcons? But uh, yes, do do stay on the. Uh, 
uh, what you were talking about. Yes, the New England Patriots are for real. And how about the Bears not possibly not being for real? Yeah, it's this Bear team. This Bears team is hard to figure out. And, and, and you know, granted, the Patriots do this to a lot of teams, but you know, we're the jury was out on on Chicago. You know, they they beat the Eagles. So okay, it's a quality win. They're you know nine and three. What's it, you know what are they gonna look like? And then they just get whooped up by the by the Patriots. And Negative degree wind chill. That must feel like the beach for Tom Brady because he he excels in that. Everyone remembers that AFC Championship game with the the Raiders, and then last year the shellacking they put on the the Titans. Uh, in the the blizzard, and it, it was it was just more of the same. They love the cold weather. Yeah, uh, you know, just the Patriots uh, look look pretty untouchable. And you know, by the way, rewind the clock when they release Randy Moss or trade Randy Moss to the Vikings, and everybody's going, "Oh, what's going to happen to that offense? That deep threat? It's gone." And the offense has done nothing but uh, I don't know, be better. And and you know uh, the the. All the all the popular consensus, the popular opinion is Tom Brady is the clear cut MVP of the league, and they're right, he is. But um, uh, I mean, I, I wish I wish I could go back to to an SCS moment where I where I said I predicted that, but I, I learned a long time ago to not question any sort of Patriots or Bill Belichick move. Absolutely, ever, ever. absolutely. As long as they have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, that Good. They, they are a they could be a Super Bowl pick any any year. I mean. Just look. I mean, if not for the fact of what Tom Brady has been able to do with, you know, rookie tight ends and you know, Deion Branch, he, he he makes him look just as good as he was supposed to be coming out of college. Danny Woodhead, cut from the Jets, and and he's you know doing work. Wes Welker's you know just being Wes Welker. What he's able to do with, honestly, uh, you know, it, it's almost like the replacements, except it's 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 you know the Patriots. I, I wouldn't put him so far as replacement. Dean Branch is no joke. Their tight ends are not bad. Uh, Woodhead's a solid NFL player. He would have had a shot. He would have. He he got cut by the Jets because they have uh, Sean Green and Danny Tomlinson. Sure, absolutely. I'm not. I don't mean to disrespect the Patriots saying that. I'm just saying that this team ragtag. In some degree, I mean, it certainly wasn't, you know. I mean, all you have to do is look at Dion Branch. He he went to the Seahawks and did absolutely nothing. He came exactly. back and he's on fire again. Exactly. And you know what a difference a Tom Brady makes. But uh, you know, the Patriots are the are the sexy pick for the Super Bowl, and and Tom Brady seems to be a lock for the MVP. Looking across in the NFC, talking about the Falcons, uh, the the other uh, the only other eleven and two team in the league. All they um, is win, win, win. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what, I will say though. Looking a little bit deeper, next level into that game against the Panthers as we took care of business, thirty-one to ten. There were certain lulls, and reading up after the game, the players are not necessarily happy with their performance. Um, we were able to jump on them fourteen nothing thanks to a fumble that we forced on the first play of the game, and that's great. But after that, it was the score was ten to ten. And we let the Panthers run too much. Our offense took a snooze too often. Reading between the lines and deeper than just the final score, there are some problems. And we don't do what the Patriots do as far as winning big. We don't know how to smother opponents. And just like maybe taking a season to learn how to win, uh, you have to learn how to win big. Uh, and, and a win is a win, obviously. But uh, Panthers are not a – their record is awful, but – and you're you're concerned about running ball. That's what they do exceptionally well uh, with Jonathan Stewart and I think it's Goodson, Mike Goodson or something. Uh, oh, it's Jonathan Stewart doing the work pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they have uh, my my point is is that they have depth at the running back position and their offensive line is solid. 
it's the passing game, it's the defense that they've they've had struggles with, and yeah, hopefully the I mean obviously John Fox will be gone after this year, which is unfortunate because this team play hard regardless of the record. He'll land on his feet. He'll probably he'll probably inherit a college program or or something like that. Um, Some cushy co- coordinator position, I'm sure. And I hope so. And I hope so because he gets the most out of the least amount of talent. And you know, and he's consistently done that. I mean, yeah, as as I said with Dion Branch with the Patriots, look at Jake Delhomme now. You know, he got the most out of him, and once once he he realized that he was done, he's gone. Absolutely. Um, I'm just looking at the the Falcons real quick. It, there was a stretch. I mean. There are improvements to be made, and you know the defense is not happy about giving up all those yards, over 200 yards, to uh, the running game of the Panthers. And there was a stretch where Matt Ryan was 12 of 25 with zero touchdowns and interception. Uh, you know, not his best day. And honestly, I'm sure I'm sure the Patriots have some things that, that they looked at the game and they said they were not happy with. Yeah, but uh, no one's that's perfect. That's what Bill Belichick tells them to say. I I agree, but I'm just looking. I'm looking at you know looking ahead to the Saints, looking ahead to Philadelphia. You just we cannot have those kind of offensive lapses. And, I mean, you know, it. I think the proof is in the pudding and, and not the lack of respect, but just the lack of attention the Falcons are getting. If the Saints were 11-2 and two and winning how they like to win, even though they're only 10-3, and three, uh, you know, just we don't get a lot of attention, which is fine by me, uh, but that, that is kind of for a reason. There's a lot to fix on this team, even with our record being 11-2. and two. I mean, it's much nicer to say we have, we have uh, improvements to make after a W than a loss, so... You know, it's good. You want your 11 and two football team to say, "Well, there's there's a lot we can we can fix." I, I'm I'm happy with that, but happy with the win, obviously. And um, it just looks like New Orleans uh, keeping pace. They take care of business against the the young Rams, who just can't sustain against a New Orleans team that has won six in a row to try and keep pace with Atlanta seven in a row. And it looks like it's going to come down to uh, that Monday night game in two weeks in I'm the excited. Georgia Dome. I'm definitely yeah. excited for that. That's going to be a big game. Huge, huge game, um, and and look, looking elsewhere as I as I look around these scores. Uh, let's stay in the NFC South. The Tampa Bay Bucks go go pull out a road win against. Uh, you know, it's 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 funny. I, I I I debated between the benching, you know, whoever designed the metronome roof, and the kicking game for the Washington Redskins. You try kicking an extra point, man. It's hard. Oh well, he would love to ki- try and kick the extra point if it wasn't, you know, if it if it was held by the the holder. <laughs> yeah, it slipped right th- slipped right through his hands, and he missed two early. He missed two field goals earlier that that were inexplicable. I wouldn't be surprised if if the kicker has gone off this team. Uh, actually, there was almost a there was supposedly a fifth down play. Apparently, the the uh, discrepancy happened on second down, and it was actually a first down. But the guy on the sidelines didn't have that right. So on on fifth down, which is really fourth down. Uh, Donovan McNabb hits the guy in the end zone, and then the PAT is is missed, and Tampa Bay, you know, sca- you know, escapes with a win. So interesting, interesting game between two okay teams. I st- I'm still not sold on the Bucks. Sorry. Well, sure, they don't have a they don't have a win against a winning team. I mean, but they are eight and five, and if if not, I mean, if they were not, I mean, listen, they're, they're the champions. If they're in the, if, in the NFC West, I mean, they, had, they got a four-game lead if they're in the NFC West. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I win the NFC West. <laughs> yes, then you win the NFC West. Congratulations! Yes, I win. Way something. to go! <laughs> yes, I did it. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's look elsewhere. What what game caught your attention on Sunday, Ben? Uh, well, obviously, I only watched one, and I'm I'm actually kind of upset that I don't get to take 
you know, the crap from Isaac. I was really looking forward to, you know, kind of hashing out what happened on Sunday with him. Uh, so Browns go into Buffalo and just lay an egg offensively and defensively. They, they do some work. Uh, they end up losing, uh, I think it's 13 to 6. Is that, was that the final? I think that's the final. It doesn't. Yeah, uh, I was just inept. Uh, a big note of the game, though, is that Peyton Hillis rushed for over a thousand yards. So good for him. But what did you? I, I don't know if you caught a highlight, but uh, I think it was in the first. It was in the first half. Uh, Peyton Hillis runs right, and he does this, his his cool little thing where he tries to leapfrog him. But the guy watched film and knows that he's going to try and do that, so he stands up straight. So his his you know his crotch gets right in his face uh, in the defender's face, and then he fumbles. It was one of the most, you know, uncoordinated plays I've ever seen, and uh, you know, most unfortunate. Every now and then, you, you get one. Have you seen uh, Jake DeLone's stat line? Uh, I can go ahead and tell you it's not good. Yeah, cut that guy. See ya. Well, well, go ahead with it. Go ahead with it. Well, the good news is he, is, is he completed sixty percent of his passes. Yeah, for like twenty yards. Yeah, eighty-six yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I, I don't I don't understand why our offense uh, just dies when Hillis isn't producing. I mean, obviously people are going to start keying for him, so our offense has to be dynamic and realize that. And the strange thing is that we had Wallace available to us, and when he was in the game, he provided at least a decoy for Hillis. But you know, Bills to their credit, Fitzpatrick making plays when he needed to, Fred Jackson, you know, having a great game on the ground. Uh, doing what they need to do to win, and uh, you know, kudos to the Bills getting their getting their win. You know, they mu- they much deserve a win. Uh, great team all year, just had some, had some real bad luck. So uh, and, uh, kudos to them. Yeah, speaking of the same the same era of uh, of a good young team that just uh, the ball's not bouncing their way. Detroit also manages to get a win uh, against Green Bay, albeit a uh, an Aaron Rodgers-less Green Bay team after he left the game. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're my game ball. First one in the division in 19 games. Uh, obviously, it's going to come with an asterisk to Packers fans because they knocked out Aaron Rodgers, which, by the way, messed with me in the, the fantasy playoffs. He got me two fantasy points. Ugh, he's been carrying me all year, and then this is the, this is the week he gets hurt in the playoffs. But, but uh, yeah, kudos to them. Yeah, home win, very cool. I'm sure it was exciting for everyone who was in attendance. You know, regardless of the record, division wins are important. Uh, especially in the NFC North, they, you know, long, long rivalries there. That's uh, that 19-game losing streak in division is the longest since the merger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the lines have been miserable, yes. miserable at best. And I tell you what, it's, this is very unfortunate for Green Bay because they needed this win. I mean, they're thinking Absolutely. we're going to Detroit, easy win. We're going to coast right through, and they needed the win because this would tie them for first against Chicago, who lost yesterday. But uh, I mean, they still, they still. I mean, I think it's going to come down again. That one's going to come down to the last game of the season when the the uh, Packers go to face uh, the the Bears. I'm not sure if that's in Soldier Field or at Lambeau, um, okay. but I know they play last week of the game or last week of the year. There's a, there's a few. Ba- I mean, there's a. I don't know. I, I wouldn't call these baseball game scores, but I also college baseball with the you know 13 to six Buffalo over Cleveland, seven to three yesterday Detroit over Green Bay. And a, uh, another uh, surprising and low-scoring game, uh, the Miami Dolphins, the road-savvy Miami Dolphins, go into New York, uh, playing a Jets team, trying to reestablish themselves after that shellacking against the Patriots. And they beat the Jets, and the Jets are suddenly on a two-game losing streak. 
the final score ten to six. The Jets just cannot find the uh, find their offense. Uh, Mark Sanchez is, uh, I believe, he was seventeen of forty four, and that's good for a thirty eight percent completion percentage. Threw for two hundred sixteen yards, but could not put the biscuit in the basket in the end zone and um, one interception. And while we're on the subject, I'm going to continue to talk and hand out some benchings and some villains from this game. First, starting with the bench, uh, Mark Sanchez has the stat line I just read. You're benched, buddy. Uh, and, and, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm going to fault the coaches for not having a better game plan. You, when you're throwing 44 times, that's a lot of passing in the game. And you're, and you got to see that the kid is just not making the plays. You've got that running game. I think you need to make some adjustments in game. So, But either way, Mark Sanchez not getting it done. And, uh, of course, if, if you've been... If you checked out any of the, the news after the game, uh, my villain of the week, easily Sal Alosi, the uh, strength and conditioning coach for the Jets. Uh, it's just really just inexplicable and bizarre and honestly quite malicious. Uh, sticks his foot out on the sideline. His knee, his knee. His knee. So it's, a, so it's inconspicuous even though there's a billion cameras filming every second of every NFL game. Really? Wow, they had cameras on the guy with the ball returning a punt? That's so crazy. Uh, as as a Dolphins player is on the sideline, mind you, not even he's not even coming out of bounds. He had taken. Oh, a he's the gunner. He, he's he's the gunner on a on a punt. Ah, right, right, right. Excuse me. Sorry, that that's my mistake. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's coming down the sideline. Those guys frequently come out of bounds, and uh, just sticks his knee out, sticks his foot out, and trips the guy, nearly injures the guy. Yeah, he was down uh, for a while, but he was able yeah. to play later in the game. Yeah, and and he'll be all right, thank goodness. Uh, but just what WTF, mate? Uh, <laughs> Salalosi, uh, Ben, what do you see happening to this guy? Uh, I've I've heard I've heard it all. I've heard the firing, the suspension, the the fining. I think if you're the Jets franchise and you want to send a message that this isn't a part, this isn't what we believe in, obviously you have, you have to handle you it in house. You have to handle it in house. And you have to get rid of them. I think that might. I mean, I, I don't like calling for people's jobs, uh, but at this point, you know, if if you're not looking to send a, a message to the league, and, and you know, this is not it's not it's not acceptable behavior for a coach, for a grown man who gets paid to coach you know other grown men uh, to make that decision. It was just so blatant and awful. It was terrible, and, and he deserves to lose the job. And in addition, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree he needs to lose his job. I think you suspend him for the rest of the regular season. Uh, that's a full month of paychecks. So you're so you're selling, telling me that they can't find another strength and conditioning coach that can equal or better his you know his performance in the in the weight room. Sure, but I mean, is that necessarily the right way to look at it? You know, just how replaceable you are depends on if if we should fire you. I mean, absolutely. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, it does. Well, I'm saying if Rex Ryan had done it, you're you're not going to fire him. No, because he's not easily replaced. Yeah, but I'm. I, I guess I just look at it differently. I, I look at it just in terms okay. of the offense, no matter who did it. You know, okay. if, if Mark Sanchez had done it on the sideline or Rex Ryan, you know, Mark Sanchez wouldn't be cut from the team. Rex Ryan wouldn't be fired. So clearly, it's not that egregious of an offense to fire someone but i think you know you you take a you take a guy's you know paycheck away for a whole month and maybe you even keep him out through this through the playoffs uh you know i he's replaceable in that way that you could afford to do that but uh you definitely handle it in house i agree with that point because the jets have had enough you know bad press and uh you know 
Rex, Rex Ryan coaches with swagger and, you know, coaches with tenacity, and, and the rest of his coaching staff shares that viewpoint, but... Here's a better question. Here's a better clearly question. Clearly, you can't do that. What's up? What good does a strength and conditioning coach do on the sidelines? I mean, are there, are there dumbbells there? Like, do people need to do reps? Are, are, you know, is there is there, like, a yoga mat? Is there... I, I don't understand the purpose of having a strength and conditioning coach on the sidelines. I understand the purpose of having a strength and conditioning coach... But not necessarily on the sidelines. Well, I mean, I don't know. You, you can have a you can you can give the guy a sideline pass to the game. I, and, and 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 yesterday like thirty bike. and yesterday thirty one strength and conditioning coaches did not trip another player. Right, and one for, did. You know, for for x amount of games that have been played, it just I mean it is it's bizarre. And you know, listen, sometimes you just. You're not thinking, and you just do a stupid thing. You know, this guy, I mean, he apologized immediately, and, and he apologized to the player and Tony Sperano, uh, Dolphins coach. And, I mean, and, and, you know, I, 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 in, in that regard, kudos to him. Standing sure. up, being a man, you know, being available to talk was, was, was a good move for him. Um, he obviously I regrets. To the Jets. Mm-hmm. Also apologize to the Jets. That's yeah, correct. he regrets doing it. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it, you, you got to come down on them hard because, in, in addition, the the agenda for the NFL this year is player safety. So, but he didn't hit him in the head, which apparently is is like the un, you know you cannot do that. Yeah. Anywhere else, you're good. You can't not even, the head. You can't graze the head. But uh, that's my villain, Salalosi. Uh, you are villainized and benched uh, Mark Sanchez. However, honorable dis or dishonorable mention, I should say, Santonio Holmes. Drop in a room service touchdown, as the as the AM announcer called it. Uh, I love that quote. A room service touchdown, just dropping the ball. Great throw from uh, from Sanchez, and uh, he just literally drops the ball wide open. And they could have won. They would have won the game uh, if you make that catch. I mean, earlier in the game, he made a he made a fantastic grab. And Santonio Holmes has been playing big for them all season. But uh, oh boy, you lost that game, and now you're on a two game losing streak. What's going on with the Jets? How do they write the ship, Ben? Ah, uh, win games. That's uh, that's where I would start. Putting more than six points on the board on offense, uh, maybe a quarterback change. That and that's that's the most I could see right now that that would that could possibly benefit this game or this I don't team. A quarterback change. I'm gonna I'm gonna nip that in the bud. In, in my opinion, I, I don't know if I like that. You, I mean, that's the, other than that, I have nothing. I mean, defensively you played well. Offensively, you struggled mightily. You know, what runs the offense? The quarterback. I think it, if you're going to change one thing, it has to start with the quarterback. Well, it started every game this season. I mean, what? You no, know, that'd be ridiculous. I mean, I mean, not to call you. I just think. Uh, I mean, that, that's that's fine. You can call me season. ridiculous. I'm going to call you ridiculous. They are, How do you like that? I don't like it. Yeah, they see? are nine and four with him as a starting quarterback, which is you know good enough for first place in the AFC West. And they made the AFC Championship last year with him at the quarterback. I think there's a lot to be said with that. Absolutely. Uh, the, the, that team is going to go as far as that defense will take them, though. I don't think it's going to be as far as Matt, as Sanchez is going to take you. Because, I, I mean, their defense has, has let, you know, I guess not let them down la- this week, but last week they completely let them down in, in, the, in that blowout against the Patriots. And the Jets are not where they want to be right now, as, as New England looks like the clear favorite on a five game win streak to win that division. The Jets are 9 and 4. But again, they, they went on the road. They went on the road last year, won three games or two games on the road. You know, made it to the AFC Championship where they eventually lost to the Colts. Uh, you know, so they can do it. I, 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 
I mean, I'm telling you what, that this is not where they want to be. They are leading the wild card at nine and four, but you got Baltimore eight and four, and then Jacksonville eight and five, Indianapolis seven and six. You know, either those te- two teams could start winning. Uh, and by the way, uh, it, Peyton Manning bouncing right back, uh, putting up 30 points, two touchdowns on a Thursday night game win against the Titans. So they're seven and six, and they're they're keeping pace. With uh, the Jaguars, who played Jaguars, Jaguars, who played the most thrilling game of yesterday. Yeah, that was uh, a good against, one against them. Scrappy, them scrappy Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> uh, that that game was was. Uh, I, I wish I could have actually watched it, but the highlights were fantastic. That, that, I, I did. I did get to see a bit of that. That was. Uh, I actually went to a Bills backers bar, if you can imagine that, in West Virginia. Uh, and watch the uh, Browns Bills, and the TV immediately to the right had the Jacksonville Open game. It was back and forth. It was it was a shoot. It was a legitimate shootout. It's very fun to watch. Uh, and and kudos to the fans that we li- love to diss. Jacksonville showed up for the showed game. Up, I, I agree. That, that's what I noticed first uh, when I'm watching Maurice Jones-Drew streaking into the end zone. And how good is he playing this year? Uh, he, he's put the whole weight of his, the team on his back. Yeah, he's, uh, he's he, literally he carrying that team. It's yes. I mean, they've had. I mean, speaking of no names, you know, in the receiving cords, you know, Mike Mike Sims Walker, the hyph, the hyphen, having great games. I the hyphen, the hyphen. That's what I'm going to call him, the hyphen. Uh, but yeah, he had a touchdown catch. Jones drew, like you said. Uh, and if you're the Raiders, you just have to feel just completely deflated that you came out without, you know, came out of that one with a loss. But showed hard on the road on the East Coast. West Coast teams don't traditionally do well on the East Coast, so you know. The season's not definitely not over for them, you know, as as San Diego whooped whooped the Chiefs without Matt Castle. That that was that was a shutout, right? It was like thirty eight to nothing, right? Thirty one to nothing. Thirty one to yeah. nothing, excuse me. And the Chargers are uh, seven and six behind Kansas City, who are eight and five, and that's a very very important division win because they need those wins. Uh, they're they're still two and three in the division, and as is Kansas City, but they they need they need that tiebreaker big time. Uh, and by the way, not for nothing, Oakland is 4-0 in the AFC West. And by the way, going back to Oakland really quickly, how good does Darren McFadden look this year? McFadden has finally Looking, emerged in the NFL. Looks like the, the third overall pick in the draft, huh? Yeah, the, 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 Heisman, the Heisman candidate for sure. Yeah. yeah. In my mind that year, the Heisman winner. For my money. Who, who won that year? Who was that, who was that year? Was that 08? 08? So, was it, was it Tebow? Ah, uh, Tebow. I mean, <coughs> Tebow. <laughs> I could have been. I, I don't know. Heisman, Heisman's kind of silly. If you want to talk Heisman, we can talk Heisman. Let's get into Heisman real quick as we deviate from. Well, you know, let's save. Let's uh, save. Yeah, all right, all right. right. We're not done. Save it. Save, save it. it. Game off. Um, yeah, and and you know that 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 uh, that that race in the in the end of AFC West is looking looking more and more interesting. So San Diego needing that win, bouncing back, and they're seven and six. Um, and it's by the way, it's it's great to see McFadden looking this good against or looking this good for the for the Raiders. He's an exciting player, and uh, I mean, you know, he, he's one of those players that he makes the NFL more fun to watch. Absolutely, and uh, it's, it's, it, it'd be nice to see him uh, him keep it up because he he can go whenever he touches the ball. Um, but looking elsewhere in the league, uh, where, where, oh, we gotta go uh, NFC West at some point. Do we? I mean, they if they still get an audit, they automatically get a playoff berth. So, they I mean, do. we we gotta go, we gotta go. Forty Nine ers Seahawks, I think. Vegas, they're skitch. Forty Nine ers beat the Seahawks. <laughs> All right, looking at the AFC North. <laughs> <laughs> go 
but yeah, that's that's all I got. <laughs> the, excuse me. On this show, they are the playoff bound San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Okay, that's what we call them. And because... yes, I think this is funny. Yes, I think this is funny. <laughs> um, but no, big big win for San Francisco. They they needed it, needed it, needed it, and against a division opponent, uh, their first or their, excuse me, their third win uh, against against a division rival. And Seattle just Seattle skitsy as as you've said, good sir, as you have said, uh, Seattle just not. Wh- wh- what are you? Who are you? What are you? <laughs> I don't I get mean, it. <laughs> hey, listen, they, they can stay as bad as they want because my Falcons head to Seattle, uh, I think, next week. Ah. So, uh, you know. Oh, yeah? yeah? Stay bad. Oh, yeah? Yeah? <laughs> stay bad. Uh, the interesting thing about the NFC West is that the bottom two teams have both won a game. The the, the Cardinals, not for nothing, managed to win. Good for them. And, uh, who, uh, who did they beat? Does it matter? Yeah, sure. I want to know who. Sure. Uh, who did they beat? They beat, oh, it doesn't matter. They beat the Broncos. <laughs> poor Broncos, poor Broncos. That that poor coach is trying to win his job. That team is that team is in a downward spiral. The Broncos. And by the way, let's 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 talk real quick about the the Josh McDaniels firing. Because literally, as we signed off last week, recording the podcast last Monday, the news broke that he was let go. The six and zero start, and then uh, two years ago, and then what was the record since then? Uh, awful, uh, awful, yeah. and, awful, and zero. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, of course. Well. Awesome. Oh, oh, and awful. Excuse yes, me. Yes, there it is. Oh, and awful. They're undefeated. They're awfully undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it just—it's it, hard to see what exactly went wrong. I mean, I mean, other than the fact that you put all of your hopes as far as personnel and coaching into a 31-year-old. I mean, I'm not necessarily looking at his age here, but obviously, not necessarily the best decisions. You know, he shipped Cutler, and you know the Peyton Hillis deal as you know being thrown into the Browns, and now you know obviously Peyton Hillis looks like an MVP candidate. And he just looks stupid. Now, in in in, 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 in yes. the in, in the Broncos' defense with the Peyton Hillis thing, they do have no Sean Moreno. It's not like they don't have running backs there. Now, who they got for him—that's ridiculous. But yeah, in terms of dealing him, at, at the, I think they dealt him before the draft, so I don't even think they had Tebow on the team. So I just—I mean, addressing that, the NFL is a two is a two running back league now. By and large, I mean, I, it, it's kind of. Oh, back Peyton Hillis couldn't have hurt it. <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, if you hurt it, I mean, hurt it is not a word. Hurt is a word. Excuse I'm, me. I'm the one that should be talking like that. I'm in Texas. Can't, <laughs> that, can't be that hurt. That hurt it real good. <laughs> All right, but, continue. Uh, well, no, I, you know, it's just. It, it, I mean, imagine the kind of runner Noshan is, and the kind of dynamic runner that Peyton Hillis is. I mean, what, what what makes for a successful two-headed running back is obviously different styles. Yeah, thunder and lightning right there. That would have been great for them. And, and, and they had that last year. And that's, you know, they were going 6-0. And then they tanked. Oh. You, think, uh, you think Shanahan wants to go back to Denver? I think Shanahan wants to go anywhere but Washington <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, you know, I, I, I think, uh, unfortunately, a lot depends on, on these open positions, whether it be in Dallas or or Minnesota or Denver on this on this upcoming collective bargaining agreement, seeing seeing what actually is going to happen with that, and uh, that's why I think Leslie Frazier and uh, Garrett for the Cowboys ha- you know, have in- have the inside track. I'm not so sold on the uh, Broncos head you know, the running backs coach who's now the head coach. I yeah. think they'll I think they'll look elsewhere, um, but it'll, it'll be. I mean, it's it's unfortunate that that plays a role. It shouldn't. It really shouldn't. Tell you what, though, this is this is the year of the interim head coach. You know, I mean, you know, and by the way, 
let, let's talk about let's go back to the Cowboys real quick. Speaking of you know interim head coaches, Jason Garrett, if not for the strip on Thanksgiving Day, heading into that game against the Eagles, they could have been four and zero, and they played a very good Eagles team very competitively. And, and I think it's you know even in, even in a loss, you have to look at what they've been doing un, under the sky. And and you know I I think you got your guy. I mean you you're winning games. What more do you want? You're, you're, you're With your backup quarterback, no, nonetheless. Absolutely, John Kitna looks like uh, vintage Lions, uh, John Kitna. But I just want to say <laughs> vintage that. Lions, John Kitna. Hey man, he was he was a top five pass in the league for a lot of those years. They just had no defense. Yeah, I, 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 I get it. I understand. I remember that. It's just funny to hear retro, you know, vintage Detroit Lions. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> I, know. The golden days. <laughs> Back in the day when they had Joey Harrington and he was awful too. Yeah, <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about, uh, the last final we have not covered yet, Pittsburgh trounces Cincinnati 23 to 7 and, uh, Ben Roethlisberger looks awfully sleek in his visor across his helmet. Um, and within this game, I would like to note my hero of the week, Heinz Ward, uh, moves into 10th for the all-time NFL receptions list. Uh, UGA alumni, go dogs, and uh, congratulations to him. Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but come on. No, I, I, in, all, in all fairness, uh, let's, let's go to, to you know back to an earlier show when I said uh, MVP, you know, outside of the box. Troy Palomalo, two, two picks, one for a touchdown. Huh? Huh? And on the other side of that coin, to me, the storyline in this game, more so than Pittsburgh winning, Cincinnati, Carson Palmer, what's going on? I mean, you, you come into this season, you already have Ocho Cinco, okay? You know how many quarterbacks would love to have him? And then you throw in Terrell Owens, Cedric Benson. You, you've got all the pieces, and it just seems like that offense is being specifically held back by Palmer. And, you know, he looked so good so early in his career, and ever since that knee injury, he just has not been the same quarterback. You know, Marvin Lewis is likely going to be fired at the end of the season. I mean, what do you do with Carson Palmer if you're the Bengals? Bye. <laughs> you think? Uh, I think if you're a new coach, you want a fresh start. That I mean, that team has been just nothing but trouble, and it's it's dismal the way they're they're handling this, and it's unfortunate because they have talent. And they don't win. And I have to feel for any Ohio team that loses. Yeah, obviously I don't root for them this week as, uh, you know, fighting the battle of who could care less between Browns, you know, when the Browns go into, uh, Paul Brown Stadium, face the Bengals. But yeah, it's, it is, it is a mess, like you said. Uh, I, I, if I were the Bengals, I would, I would hit the flush button, start again. You know, rebuild. Was that, a, uh, was that a Ben Folds reference on the Sports Chop Shop? Which one? Find the battle of who could care less. You're welcome. Yeah, that's that's for all you uh, all you Ben Folds fans out there. Um, yeah, uh, I guess so. And and you're two and eleven. And I mean, they have pieces, as we're saying. They're looking like that. They're, I mean, they're going to have that number two picks looking like Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Or, speaking or, of or Andrew Luck. Either or, one. Speaking of both those two guys, uh, the Heisman vote. Cam Newton wins in a landslide. Auburn has a has another Heisman winner. Uh, what a coincidence! Bo Jackson decided to show up for that uh, that Heisman presentation, but uh, as expected, Cam Newton goes and, and and wins the Heisman in a landslide, as many people prognosticated. What are your thoughts on this, Ben? Uh, I I was listening to to ESPN Radio uh, Saturday morning, and I, I was listening to Eric Casillas, uh, 
and he he made an argument, and I completely agree with him. This is this is an issue where both sides of the of the argument are valid. If you go to the Heisman webpage, you know, integrity is is now inserted into the the Heisman Trophy uh, award. That's the After, Cam Newton clause they're calling it. Uh, the Cam Newton or the uh, Reggie Bush? I think it's the Reggie Bush yeah, clause. Yes, yes. Excuse me, the Reggie Bush, the Cam Newton application. But go on. Yes, yes. Uh, so. If if you if you were against Cam Newton and and you you felt like the evidence was sufficient for you to not think that he deserved the award, I I, I I can see your argument. I understand that argument. If you think that there's no way that anyone else came even close to his 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 you know his achievements on the field, I understand that too. I personally think the right person won the award. There's not enough evidence to you know uh, to prove that he got money for, for going to Auburn or that he even knew about what, what his dad did. Now you can you can say you know there's enough for you to to, to think that and you you I couldn't t- call you wrong I couldn't call you wrong I think yeah. that I think the right guy won. Jeff Schultz on AJC Atlanta Journal Constitution one of my favorite uh, contributors wrote um, I believe he, he the headline was uh, logic over suspicion or not logic fact over suspicion yeah uh, like the, the triumph of fact over suspicion and you know. At the end of the day, you know, the, the, he wasn't found guilty, quote-unquote, or whatever you want to call it. Nothing was confirmed, and you have to go with his, his, his play on the field. Question for you, Ben. If Andrew Luck played in the SEC, and by that I mean the East Coast, would, would this have been a closer vote at least? Uh, Cam Newton's season was that good. Uh, you know, I, I, I won't say, you know, obviously I, I understand that there's – there's an East Coast bias, and we don't. And me personally, I, it was hard for me to find Stanford games. Honestly, with the exception of the Oregon game, I, I found that pretty easily. But it was it was hard for me to watch Stanford games. So if you're not on the West Coast and you don't you don't get to see them a lot, I mean, obviously a lot of those votes are going to go to Cam Newton. So going back to your question, if he played in the SEC, I think it would have been closer. I still think Cam Newton would have won. Congrats to uh, all the Auburn fans who, who have who have been hand delivered this Heisman Heisman uh, Heisman win, and uh, they will take that show to the national title game, and that is going to be one heck of a game, as we even said last week. But uh, Cam Newton, your your landslide Heisman winner, for better or for worse, that is how it played out. Uh, just uh, just just real quickly on the national championship game, uh, my uh, college football insider brother Trey Downey. Uh, says, uh, watch out because Auburn's going to get quacked. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm sure it's unoriginal, and I'm sorry if I didn't quote you for, you know, if you really originally said that, but uh, pretty funny from an 11 year old. So, sure. I'll, so, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll there give you go. it to you. There you go. Um, before we completely exit football, I just want to say uh, my game ball of the week, and there were many applicable game ball candidates, uh, Darren McFadden being one of them, Deshaun Jackson being one of them. Uh, I got to go Tom Brady, 27 to 40 for 369 yards. Uh, two TDs, and again, he's solidifying his MVP candidacy. In the snow, year. in the wind, it, uh, it's just impressive. Really and impressive. That's impressive. Uh, 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 I don't care what Giselle says. <laughs> Easy I would just like to hear what Giselle says, uh, to be honest yes, with you. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll do anything she tells me to do. With don't, don't, don't cut your hair. Cool. You got it. <laughs> Shave your head. <laughs> Immediately, I'm, I'm sprinting to the to the sh- to the Clippers. The words have not left her mouth when that thing when I'm when I'm I'm completely bald. I'm razor bald. Listen to me. I, I, 
so I, I have I have one more award to give, and that's the villain for me. And uh, we actually initially came up with the same villain, did Adam and I, I you know, the Sam Malosi uh, deal. So I'm going to go uh, with ever, whoever designed the Browns play calling because it was anemic and, and embarrassing, to be honest with you. It was terrible. So that is my villain. Now, would you – okay. Are you still on the bandwagon of Mangini being fired? Uh, uh, okay, so uh, – I, I've had one foot on this bandwagon and one foot off this bandwagon. I'm back off, back on it. He is. He needs to. He needs to go. And, and the reason being, the so reason fickle, being, so fickle. You I am. NFL I am fan. You I am NFL fan. I'm fickle and I'm flip flopping. I understand that. Uh, the reason why he needs to go is, is the more and more I, I hear that Mike Holmgren wants to coach anywhere. I think Browns fans would be disappointed if it wasn't in Cleveland. Like to have something so great, like. It was it was re, it re-energized the franchise to have. I remember seeing that on the bottom line when Holmgren came, you know, was was announced that he was going to be the VP. That was exciting for me. Uh, so to see him leave, I I think would be disappointing. Uh, it, it, from what I understand, you know, he's he's got three more games. He, he better prove something. Uh, barely beating the Panthers, barely beating the Dolphins, getting beat by the Bills. Uh, he's he's won a couple close games. He's lost a lot of close games this year. Yeah, and, and that to me is primarily what is working against him. Sorry not to interrupt, but uh, the way he's lost some of these games, that Jets game, uh, you know, handful of others, it's just that is more excruciating. Losing, you know, halftime leads, losing fourth, fourth quarter leads. leads. Yeah, that's that that's embarrassing. Like yeah, it's just so good. no. So uh, you know, it's unfortunate to him. You know, granted, he he doesn't have the talent. He really doesn't. I mean that. Cupboard is, is quite bare, uh, and so you know it's unfortunate for him. But it, you know, if Holmgren's going to go anywhere, I'd like him to stay, stay in Cleveland. Absolutely. Um, I I'm I'm going to say you stick with Mangini because you know it's it's kind of like the opposite of the uh, Jason Campbell situation. Is that you know he he can't Mangini can't get a quarterback to stay in the game. You know if, if Maybe if you get all 16 games from Seneca Wallace, uh, all, all 16 games from, um, from from Colt McCoy, and not Jake DeLome, uh, you know, maybe we see some consistency. But you know, did you he, did you mean Jason Campbell or did you mean someone else? Uh, Jason Campbell with you know the the uh, uh, musical musical chair offensive coordinator. Okay, okay, I'm with you now. I'm with you now. Yes, yes, it's the opposite. See, you see, see what I did there. See, it's it's it's, not, it's the opposite of. I, I, it all lined up for me. It, it did just then. Use take two, um, <laughs> but uh, you know I I would like to see what Mangini could do with Seneca Wallace healthy for all sixteen games with Colt McCoy healthy for all sixteen games. Uh, you, you you just you are so close in my opinion to having the pieces, especially um, with a high draft pick. If AJ Green it does somehow land or Julio big. Jones, you know a, a big wide receiver is 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 a big hole for us. Uh, I could see us drafting right side of the line. I could see us drafting secondary again. There's a, there's plenty of holes to go You're around. Close. You you mean you, you are close though, and and you can you can sustain wins with the right pieces. But uh, anyhow, uh, look looking. Let's let's go basketball. Let's let's go NBA. And uh, you know, but oh, all of a sudden the Heat have have uh, caught fire. Pardon the pun. And have uh, won eight in a row, and they now lead the Southeast Division. With a record of 17 and 8, Orlando and Atlanta right behind though. Uh, 16 and 8 is Orlando. 16 and 9 are my uh, are my Hawks. But uh, Miami and 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 I, I have to do this to you, Ben. I have to. I have to. You know what I'm gonna say, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So can I go? Can I go before you you, you dog me? 
Can I go nope, before? Nope. I have to. I have to ask a question now. Oh, you're gonna weeks ask. ago, when when the Heat were still trying to figure it out, you were adamant, adamant about Eric Spolster being fired. Me and Isaac did not agree at all. You at least give them all season, and now they've won eight in a row. What is your defense, Ben Downey? My defense is that I didn't think he should have been fired. I think he was the he he would be the first. You know, he's obviously the first one to go. And with a team like that struggling, like they did. Uh, the first part, the, the glaring hole is that coach. And with Pat Riley not saying that, you know, he wasn't going to coach the team, he did his team a disservice. Uh, I, I mean, I knew this was going to come back to haunt me, and, and rightfully so. You know, obviously that team has enough talent, has has the most talent in the league I, by far. Yeah, at least at least in starting five. I mean, I, I I believe you were saying flat out he should be fired. I did, I, and I and I, I won't back down from that because you, uh, I'm a man. And I'm a man. <laughs> no, I, I won't back down from that because they were struggling mightily at the beginning of the season, and Pat Riley did not come out and say that he was not going to coach this team. So I, I had my suspicions. Obviously, they didn't come true. They still could. Who knows? Still, uh, it's still very early in the season. Uh, but you know, I guess kudos to the Heat, even though they're awful and the worst human beings on the planet. Absolutely. And uh, by the way, staying on the subject of, of me being right and you, <laughs> you two not being as right, uh, my dark horse pick in the East, New York Knicks, won eight in a row. Their last loss to the Hawks, might I add. Uh, won eight in a row. Amari Stoudemire been ad- averaging better than 30 points, uh, I believe, the last four or five games. Uh, you know, Felton is becoming the new Steve Nash for, for uh, D'Antonio, and... Um, they're, they're looking good. New York is looking good. It's undeniable. And they are second uh, in, in the Atlantic division behind Boston. They are 16-9, and nine, and like I said earlier, just won their last eight. Uh, are, you, are you impressed with these New York Knicks? I think you have to be. I, and uh, that, That's a really dormant fa- fan base. I think you'll find now, as, as you are a frequenter at Hawks games, that Whenever you go to a Hawks Knicks games now, there's going to be a lot more Amari jerseys to, to you know to, to see. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of those you know those jerseys coming back out. This is a very dormant fan base for the past decade. They haven't really done much of anything. And you don't, you don't and, cheer when there's nothing to cheer about. I'm a Cleveland fan, so uh, <laughs> uh, you know I, I I am I am surprised. I, I was not so sold on on the Knicks just acquiring Amari, but you know again I was proved wrong. Uh, uh, who's the coach of the Knicks? Do you, do you know who the coach of the Knicks is? I think he deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people already say that the uh, D'Antoni experience was not working out. And uh, he, he's managed, like I said earlier, to, to kind of find the model that he had for, uh, with, with the Suns, a, you know, a, a, a penetrating, dishing point guard and, you know, Amari Stoudemire. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's certainly how. Done. <laughs> Done. Now, and I will say, vintage Phoenix Suns, Amari Stoudemire. Uh, I mean, the, the the problem with Stoudemire is his injuries. I, I have always I've always found him to be injury prone, and for stretches in the, and pretty much every season he misses a good chunk of games. Uh, so hope I mean I, I don't hope hope for it obviously, but you know that I do look for it. Yeah, uh, it, he's got to stay healthy, and and you know he I mean. If New York can sustain the success and make it to the postseason, obviously they got to go. I mean, they got to go against Boston in division right now. And uh, you know, if, if he has to match up with Kevin Garnett, how's that going to go? So it's a long road to hoe, obviously, for the Knicks. But uh, it's looking good. They've kind of figured it out thus far. And um, you know, uh, you got to you got to give them kudos. 
Uh, looking in the West, uh, not for nothing, best team in the NBA, it's not the Lakers, it's not the Heat. Not the, not the Thunder? Well. It, it could mean, be the Thunder, they're good. Yeah, well, they're, they're very good, and, uh, they're, they're not taking any of, any of the Jazz's crap. They have, uh, they're tied for first, they're actually in first right now, uh, in, in that division, they're 17 and 8 as of the, as of the Jazz. And, but get, but get, but get to your team, get to your team. But, the, well, I mean, the point, uh, being that it's not the Lakers, not the Heat, not the, not even the Celtics, the San Antonio Spurs. The, your, your dad, San Antonio Spurs are 20 and 3. And uh, that's, so, that's oh, yeah. so funny. That's so funny. You mentioned my dad because my dad, uh, his second team behind uh, behind the Cavaliers is the Spurs. He's always been a Spurs fan. Uh, Air Force training is in San Antonio, like when like their boot camp is in San Antonio. So he's he's always been a Spurs fan. So you know, I've always kind of followed the team. I never really liked him personally myself because uh, in 2007, I don't know if you remember that finals. Uh, yeah, who would? Uh, but. Uh. <laughs> But obviously, you know, they're a good team, and uh, they're doing it with uh, with veteran leadership. And, you know, like I said with Amare, watch out for that injury bug. That, that's, that's been their, their kryptonite for the past couple of years. Uh, Tony Parker's missed chunks of time. Manu's missed chunks of time. Tony Parker. Ho, ho. <laughs> and he's missed chunks of time. I'm sorry, Ava. Come back to me. Oh, that was mean. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> oh, come on. That's not nice. That's not nice. I didn't mean it like that. I, well, I kind of did. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, come on, dude. You're better. I mean... You're better than that. I'm sorry. I feel bad. I mean, I would feel really bad if I got divorced from from, from Ava. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I, I'm sure he's rebounding to use a basketball term quite, quite well. Quite well. Oh, I mean, he's Tony Parker. Tony Parker. for the best team in the NBA. Yeah, we oui, oui. <laughs> uh, and, and right behind. And by the way, uh, you know, it's funny because everybody coming into this season are they too old? Is it time to shuffle the deck? Uh, uh. Uh, they didn't. They didn't look that good last year. But uh, and and but we see obviously what can happen when that team can stay healthy. Uh, they're still coached by Greg Popovich. Last I checked. Yes. And, uh, he's a he's a fantastic coach. One of my favorites in the league. And it's a good thing they are playing so well at twenty and three because right behind them with the best win streak in the NBA, twelve games are the nineteen and four Dallas Mavericks. Uh, both these teams, by the way, kind of flying under the radar uh, in, in general. Uh, in, in my opinion, I, I'm sure that's exactly what they want. I'm sure they want the Heat, they want the Lakers, they want the Celtics, they want the Magic to take every bit of the media and go away. <laughs> and go away. <laughs> so it's very interesting, you know. I I, I don't I, did, I don't remember anybody saying that the Spurs or the Mavs. I mean, those. I mean, talking about my point earlier with with the Spurs. I think both those teams. It was kind of like, well, is it, is it time to kind of you know shuffle the deck? Do we sign Dirk for the money? What do we do? And uh, you know it's 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 working out. So uh, we're 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 the first quarter of the of the NBA season season through, and um, you know I, I mean a, f- a few surprises, but I, I think it's going pretty much how we expected. Oklahoma City is 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 making the jump this year, and um, you know you you gotta like that team. You got you gotta like uh, what they're doing. But uh, is it time for minutes, Ben? I mean, it can be time for uh, time for minutes. Do you, do you want me to go first? I know you like going last. Uh, I, you know, I, I gotta do it. So go ahead, Ben. All right. So, uh, we have not once talked about hockey. So I'm going to go ahead and break down the, the season as it's going right now. Pittsburgh's leading the East with 44 points. Ooh, one twelve in a row. That's impressive. Uh, as, uh, I don't know if everyone knows about this, but, uh, I, I, this is the first team that I bandwagon jumped on. Uh, and since I live in the DC area, I, I picked up the Caps as my hockey team. 
And uh, rightfully so, they've lost six in a row. They're still at the top of the division, but there's three points separate them and the, the Lightning. Got the Canadiens in the Northeast leading their division. Uh, in the West, looks like Detroit's uh, above the reigning champs, the Blackhawks. Vancouver's, Vancouver's in the lead in the Northwest, and Dallas is in the Pacific. Breaking it down like no one else does. Sid the Kid with 51 points leads the league and the 26 goals. I am, and, and this is all building up for me. January 1st, outdoors, Hindfield, Pittsburgh, and Washington. I think that's going to be a great watch. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's going to be phenomenal. So really looking forward to that. So that's that's my minute. I want I wanted everyone to be aware of the New Year's Day, Day Classic. I, th- I don't forget what they call it. And the uh, the Hard the Knocks. Winter classic, the Winter Classic. The Winter Classics. There you go. Uh, the uh, the Hard Knocks type show that's going to be you know, filming the team leading up to this game. I think that's just gonna, yeah, that's going to be just as good as uh, Hard Knocks, I think. Absolutely. I mean, hey, you, you know I'm a fan of... of I, I know, and I know you'll be watching that, because you're a big Pittsburgh fan. Stupid. Uh, sure, sure. Hard, hard knocks. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm an HBO fan, but, you know, that's... No, I mean, you're a, peng- you're a penguin. You root for the penguins, because that's, that's what you, you... Certainly, certainly. I mean, the Thrashers are my team, but, uh, you know, I, I just grew up liking those Pittsburgh teams. What, what do you mean, Mario Lemieux? I'm your younger. What, what am I supposed to do? Young, I'm impressionable. I mean, Stupid. Trey, Trey likes the Saints. I deal with that. Uh, see, that's the thing. He's kind of grown out of it. He's been asking for more and more Brown stuff. There you go. Which I'm ha- which I'm completely happy about. But uh, excellent, excellent use of, of your minute, and that's that's the fun of the minute. You get to talk about whatever you want. It's whatever we want. It's whatever. I could just say nothing, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, for, uh, my minute, uh, <laughs> for my minute, for my minute, I'm going to kind of split um, today. Actually, uh, my dear old dad. Had to go under the knife uh, to to get uh, a, a surgery on his on his right knee. I believe the inside of his right knee was has been reduced to bone on bone. So uh, he he had to he had to go in today for a surgical procedure. He's out. I, I hear he's doing fine, which is great. And uh, Dad, I know you'll be listening. I, I, get I love well you. soon. Yep, yep, absolutely. I love you, and I, I'm very happy to hear it all went very well. Uh, so speedy recovery to you. You know, enjoy the painkillers. Why not? Um, but with the, with the last part of the minute, um, just on while I'm on this film set, and uh, you know it's, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. You know all all these kids from Savannah, you know including myself, we've all come from mile you know hundreds of miles away, flown in, drove in uh, to to the small little town Buffalo Gap, Texas, to uh, film this movie, and uh, it's it, it's it's so invigorating and so inspiring to see every single person, every person on the crew, every person on the cast, just going 110% for this movie. I mean, you wouldn't be here if uh, you didn't absolutely want to do it. So that's, uh, that, that, that's great to be around. And if this, is, this is one of the cooler experiences of my life, I would say. And it's, it's about only three days in. So uh, got, got a few more. Got till next Sunday. I fly back into Atlanta. And then, uh, Big Ben, I'll be, I'll be seeing you quite soon. Yeah. Yeah, for that big, for that big 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 matchup, huh? Woohoo! December twenty second, Hawks Cavs. We are going. <laughs> We're yes. Going there. Uh, yeah. Do you have a uh, question? Do you have a spare Hawks shirt? Because <laughs> that is what I want to wear. <laughs> <laughs> I like <laughs> and uh, real real quickly before you wrap up the show, just a, a bit of uh, you know reminder. Uh, if you haven't done so already, uh, join the College Bowl Mania on uh, ESPN.com. Join our group, Sports Chop Shop, all one word. Uh, pick confidence, not straight, and then you'll be able to join the group. Uh, if you pick, if you picked straight, you probably did not get to go join the group. 
Uh, so try again, use confidence, and uh, good luck to everyone. Uh, we've had two other people join. Uh, good luck to them. Uh, I see the mis- More people, more people, more people. We do need more people. Come on, guys. And uh, I really want to take down the mysterious duck. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that. That's one of the screen names. But anyways, uh, join up. Yeah, join up and, and try and beat us if you're man enough. Uh, you know, I, we'll, we'll see, see if you are. Uh, I, I'm about to make my picks. I'm ready to go on that. But uh, anyhow, yeah, get get your butts to that that bull mania and and search for Sports Chop Shop and sign up. And uh, let, let's have some fun with this. Uh, and while you're on the computer, head to iTunes if you haven't already. Sports Chop Shop on your on your iTunes library or your your iTunes store rather. Find our podcast. Subscribe. Why don't you? Please leave us a review. Please, 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 please leave us a review. Even if you think our show is terrible. Click five stars, anyways. Um, leave but uh, if you think it's terrible, tell us why it's terrible, and we want to we want to we want to make everybody happy. At least try to. Well, I mean, if you think it's terrible, then you know. Go Don't listen. Rock. Sure, there's that. There's always that, and of course, as always, sportschopshot.blogspot.com. Uh, if you want to go and, and get your get your streaming, but uh, you know, podcasting is so much more convenient. But uh, everybody have a fantastic week, and uh, we, we will catch you later on. See ya.